welcome to the Get Naked Podcast, a show where we explore one beautiful question. What would life really be like if we just got naked? I'm your host, Taylor Lane, and I'm here to discover the answers right along with you. We are about to strip off anything and everything that keeps you from being you. It's time to shine. It's time to rise. And it's time to shed. Because who we truly are inside is yearning to come out. We just have to give ourselves the permission. Well, consider this permission slip signed. You ready? Let's get naked. Hey, Get Naked fam. Oh, today is the day that I finally get to publish this podcast episode where we have a girl chat. Yes, we. It's not just me talking. We got on a Zoom call, Hannah, Madison, and I, and we decided that we wanted to bring our conversational, uh, expansive dialogue to the Get Naked podcast. And they've been gracious enough to reveal themselves to you for you. So much wisdom. And in this girl chat style of this episode, you can really understand how us three came together to build Inner Bloom Sisterhood. So as you may or may not know, they are my co-foundresses of this brilliant idea that has bloomed and blossomed into a thriving community online called Inner Bloom Sisterhood. What is an inner bloom? What does sisterhood mean to us? How have we continued to reveal our most naked selves and change every single thing in our lives down from the way we relate to others, the way we relate and commit to ourselves, our faith, our jobs, our finances, everything. It is so wonderful to sit in resonance with women who truly get it and are also daring to be the truest version of themselves, even if it's risky and scary. And even if there's not a gratification instantly given for the very vulnerable path of getting naked. These two women allow me to stay in my truth and continue to evolve on this path of getting naked. They hold me accountable. I hold them accountable. We're really there for each other in all moments, all phases, the swells and the the floods of life, the ebbs and the flows, the, the, the dance that we go through. They're there for me and I'm there for them. And that's what, what we wanted to bring to the online community that we created, Inner Bloom Sisterhood. And although it is a group experience, the group is connected only by one thing. There's only one common denominator with these incredible women of all different ages, all different ethnicities, all different locations around the world, all different professions, all different sun signs and moon signs and rising signs. There's only one common denominator, and that is that we are all willing to discover our own inner blooms. So we'll get into all of that and what it means to us. And before we jump in, I just want to quickly introduce the girls because when we hopped on the Zoom call, I wanted to get right into asking them my hard-hitting questions. Uh, We get right in there real quick. So Hannah is from England. She is a wonderful woman in her 30s who I met 
oh geez, uh, two years ago. And we've been friends ever since. We were fast friends and we quickly kind of latched on to each other's growth and enabled each other to evolve and, and grow deeper through holding space for each other. And that was here in Antigua, Guatemala. And she still lives here. She lives up on a mountain like 10 minutes away from me. And we hang out often. And when she started introducing me to her world in her own four walls of her home, I really got a glimpse at someone who dedicates their life to finding themselves. Because my version of finding myself at that point was dating as many people as I wanted to, um, going on adventures, exploring other cultures, and I certainly did find myself. However, when she started holding space for who I truly was without needing to seek anything externally, oh boy, that's when I realized there is an inner bloom and it is more magnificent and magical and adventurous than anything I could seek outside of myself. So our friendship has been really special from the beginning and we've been through a lot in our lives individually. So I'm so happy that she decided to go along with me on this crazy idea that we could build a community together. And now I'll get to Madison. So Hannah knew Madison separately from myself. Um, they lived very close to each other on the mountain together <laughs> in different houses, but up in the same um, condominium together. And Hannah told me about her friend, Madison, who should come hang out with us because we're really aligned and we would be fast friends. And she was so right. <laughs> so I met Madison, who is originally from the US, like me, but she's from the West Coast. I'm from the East Coast. And she was in Guatemala for the foreseeable future. And she ended up leaving a couple months after we met and continued on her journey. And now she lives in Puerto Escondido in Mexico. The few months that we were able to develop a relationship, I saw a woman who was not afraid to cry. <laughs> I saw a woman who was not afraid to speak and listen and stay for a while like, not that she was never in a rush, because we had lots of times where we'd be chatting as women, and then she'd have to scurry off to a yoga class or something. So I have seen her in a rush. That's fair. But most of the time, she just carries herself in a way that presence is the most important thing to her, and it comes naturally to her. So in that regard, I saw someone who really inspired me to ask myself, am I a person of presence? If not ever, at least with my girlfriends, when we come together, when we sit on the ground or we sit in the grass, we have a little picnic or whatever we do, am I really there? Am I rushing someone out of their story? Am I 
am I really able to give myself presence and time and not need to move on to the next thing? So she unlocked something very magical within myself, which was that I could do that if I was willing to let go of my usual mode of operation, which I have since then. (laughs) So thank you, Madison. You definitely sparked that for me. So Madison, Hannah, and I would get together with a couple other girlfriends. And what we did together was really open each other up to talking about the things that matter expressing truth that is scary to admit to and holding each other in the in the very big truth that every way you feel is okay every depth you dive down into is perfectly fine you don't have to be happy for anyone you don't have to be fun you don't have to be the fun friend around us. You just get to be yourself. There's space for everybody and every shade of the emotional scale. Because the gold is really within each and every one of us when we stop covering it up with things and personalities and activities and behaviors that we think we should be. So after Madison moved on from Guatemala, I went on a vacation to Bali. When I was coming back from Bali, the day before I left to come back to Guatemala, I texted the girls and I said, girls, what do you think? Like we could start our own online community and allow people who don't have that in-person connection to any of, of the, that feminine energy that like we've cultivated we can allow them to have that virtually. And they were like, uh, whatever you're talking about, I'm in. (laughs) Like, I trust you. Let's do this. However, it's going to come about. I have a funny feeling that it's going to be amazing and let's just do it. So knowing myself, I was like, well, I don't actually, you know, share ideas unless I'm going to do it. So we're doing this. And over the next couple months, we created Inner Bloom Sisterhood. It was actually that same day that I texted the girls with the invitation to start this journey with me that I said, I think we should name it something about an inner bloom. And they were like, oh, honey, that is it. (laughs) And we had never spoken about this before. We had never really talked about a term that that encompassed the experience that we were having and the experience that we cultivated for one another. And as I keep saying, although it's an interconnected experience with these women, it is about your individual inner bloom. And so from there, we created this online community And we've grown it since, and we do lunar ceremonies, and we do monthly women's circles where we open up space for anything that you are feeling, and we share the deep wisdom of our own experiences and the things that we've gone through, the shadows that we've 
noticed in our lives and the light that we've been able to shine from within. Our app has forums of discussion, like working with your dreams and yoga and healthy eating and working with your intuition. We have offerings from sisters who want to offer free services or sessions or their expertise on something or a video that they've created or an artistic expression to bring into our community as just that, an offering of the soul. And so we've had many women who are actually practicing who they want to become through that avenue. And that is so, so, so special. We have such a tight bond. We have a chat thread together, of course, sharing videos and and photos of our day. And even when we're doing the individual work, the inner work, that is written out in all of our monthly activation packets. We put a PDF together every single month with practices that will enable you to discover your own inner bloom. And those are done individually. So even when we're doing that work, I still feel, and many of the women have expressed this as well, that you can feel that other women around the world are doing it too. It is such a freaking cool feeling knowing that you're not alone in this. And since the pandemic has come into all of our realities, and since the isolation period has begun and many are under curfew, the Inner Bloom Sisterhood has taken on such a family vibration. Naturally, it has happened. We are all like big sisters to each other. And we're helping each other through this any way we can. We have extra sister support calls. We've been able to connect on such a deeper level because we're not rushing around to get anywhere. And we're able to commit to our inner work and also encouraging and supporting the inner work of each other. It strengthened us for sure. And as all things in life, the concept of inner bloom sisterhood has shifted and evolved and bloomed since the very first day. So before I pass the baton off to the recording of our Zoom call, I would love to invite you into the Inner Bloom Sisterhood. Become a sister and see what it's all about with a 14-day free trial. We extended the free trial to 14 days because this isolation period doesn't have to feel lonely. We know that money is in a very, uh, under a microscopic lens right now for a lot of people. So we want to be flexible with you. So please, if you feel called, join us. We are about to start On May 7th, we are about to start a three-month blooming cycle. And so it's actually a beautiful net of support where when you come in before May 7th, we are going to be in a rooting phase of our inner bloom. 
We're going to unearth our soul self. And so that requires digging deep underneath the roots and knowing what's there, identifying shadow aspects of ourselves, seeing our life as a mirror, and really getting to know every side of ourselves with non-judgment. Knowing that if we are going to bring shadows to the light, we can't skip this phase. We're going to excavate big subconscious fear programs that have been running your life. (laughs) Ain't that the damn truth? And bringing all of this up is so wonderful and tender and supported with our sisterhood. It doesn't have to be done alone in the dark, in your room where nobody else knows what you're doing. Hiding away is not conducive to loving yourself as you are. It's vulnerable, it's raw, it's naked. But we're the kind of sisters that you want by your side during this. Through June and July, we're going to be bringing the shadows into the light, sprouting as a beautiful bloom and strengthening our stock with self-love and transformation and no longer allowing old energy patterns into our realities. We're going to be disciplined about the way that we live our lives. We're going to be intentional. And in the last phase of the three-month blooming cycle, we are going to have ultimate soul resonance. We are going to be manifesting left and right. We're going to be discovering a new truth, the new way of being. And then we're going to start a whole other three-month blooming cycle on a different topic. And so I invite you for these three months of probably the entire time being in quarantine, let's just be real. I invite you to spend that time with us unearthing your soul self. You can join before May 7th to get the best experience, but we are keeping doors open until May 21st, the new moon. The link will be down in the show notes as always. And without further ado, let's get into this girl chat. Hi, thank you for having us. So exciting to be here. And Madison's with us as well. Hi. Hey there, girls. How's it going? So I'm so excited to have you both here. It's like we're in our little girl talk sessions that we used to have that inspired the whole idea for Inner Bloom anyway. Um, To set the scene for you, Hannah is fully laying down, getting comfy. (laughs) And Madison always sits in her, um, on her yoga ball. So she's our health guru always, always with the ergonomic settings in her office and her room. So yeah, we're going to have a chat here today and I want to start off with some questions to, to start us off. So here's my first question. These will kind of be like rapid fire answers before we get into more of a roundtable discussion. When do you feel the most naked at the soul level? Mm, I think probably when I'm triggered in public, (laughs) I guess if I was triggered and with, yeah, like a deep trigger and a reaction from me that I would later really regret and come back to this uh, kind of more conscious thinking of why did I do that? Why did I go down that route again? I think probably that's when I feel most naked because people are seeing the stuff I'm still healing, what I'm still working with. Hmm. What came to mind the first thing was just being 
naked in nature, actually, just full immersed sitting in meditation. I just imagine myself in this scene, but I think just being connected with nature and whether it be through a contemplative practice or not, just being really connected with Pachamama, Gaia, whatever you call it. I love those answers. And Hannah, I know you've been working on triggers like really consciously in your life for a couple years now um, and through your own romantic partnership, really uncovering like every single trigger that you have and you're so brave in doing that. And so thank you for saying that. And Madison, I love that because as well, you know, I well, we all do. We love to be naked around our house and <laughs> in nature as much as possible. The last um, live yoga session that we had from Madison in the Inner Bloom Sisterhood, um, where we have a monthly yoga with her. She's a beautiful instructor. And we're all on our Zoom cameras. And I'm like, girls, I'm going to get off my camera because actually I'm going to be doing nude yoga. And anyone who wants to join in in that practice, and then a couple of, of our sisters also were like, yep, me too. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> I really do think like being nude with yourself, um, God, it's like just that innocence, that that almost like childlike and godlike divinity um, comes out because it's just you and your skin and there's nowhere to hide. Um, so yeah, I, I really like how you went literal with that because I, I do think anyone who's listening to this, um, spending more time naked is one of the quickest ways to access a different vibration from yourself and a different experience um, where usually we can we can feel like we're in so many roles and we're wearing so many masks and, and getting naked, not just for when you bathe yourself. It is really um, an, a revealing experience. Thank you so much. All right, two more, two more fun questions. If you had to choose one daily practice, because we are for the whole month of April focusing on developing a daily practice inside the Inner Bloom Sisterhood, um, and we've each given our favorites our favorite practices to bring us into that soul space in our monthly activation packet. So this is kind of, kind of feel like pressure. Like if someone absolutely made you pick one daily practice for the rest of your life, what could you do every day and never get bored of? This is a really hard question. Um, I, uh, it would be between, I mean, meditating, that is the way to get deepest, 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 to really connect and be that with, with everything. So it would have to be meditation, but I'm going to cheat and I'm going to say yoga because then I can do yoga and meditate at the same time, but I'm not telling anyone I'm meditating. <laughs> so yeah, it would be yoga so I can still be moving, flowing, but yoga for me has reached a level where it is a movement meditation. When I'm practicing yoga, I am also meditating. So kind of cheating, but yes, for me, it would be yoga. Oh gosh, well, <laughs> you know, I'm the same here. I'm like, well, my mind went meditation for sure. And then I went deeper and I was like, well, yoga is also a big part of my world, but yoga is an umbrella term, right? So meditation goes under yoga. So if we're making like a loophole here in the question, we could say yoga and I could do all parts of the yoga philosophy. And so I would say yoga. <laughs> and then I won't be specific about whether it's asana or not. 
I think it was you, Madison, who, and uh, Molly, one of our sisters, who commented on one of our Instagram posts recently. We put, yeah, it was you. She's nodding her head. We put um, several different inspiring, like Zen Den, daily practice meditation rooms um, as images on an Instagram post and said, if you had to pick one room, where would you like to do your daily practice in? And these girls were like, loophole, let's take the bed from picture number two, put it next to the bathroom and picture number eight and then put it with a nice outside scenery like picture number five and I was like wow you girls be creating loopholes <laughs> okay just one more quick question I do feel like we're at a sleepover like I'm, I'm just getting to ask you girls like what's in your inner psyche okay what is one thing you've learned about yourself in 2020 already um one thing I've learned about myself in 2020 already um that I can cope with chaos around me a lot better than I once would have been able to. That I can, yeah, I can be maybe not within my personal very close reality, but within a larger reality, be aware of things that are happening and knowing how I would have behaved in the past, how I would have responded in the past. Um, definitely 2020, not just with the Whole stuff that is happening worldwide right now but there's been other stuff within my my field um which has definitely yeah shown me that my spiritual growth and that i am able to stay in a place of centering even when chaos is going on around me so i think that's my biggest takeaway so far and it's a big one so i'm happy with that hmm 2020 has definitely humbled me and truly has inspired a lot of growth for me as well. Um, I guess what I, my takeaway so far is that how, much, how ready I am to stand into my true power and how worthy I truly am to rise and to really truly integrate that and understand that, right? Because I think before this, or I feel rather before this that I was, you know, I had all the right words in my mind, but it wasn't in my heart. So I really tapped in more with my heart space and how much I have to learn still, right? And constantly having lessons here and around. And I moved to a place that's a bit more remote. And, you know, I'm with myself a lot. And they say when you, when, they start calling your lifestyle quarantine. I'm like, wow, well, <laughs> not much is changing for me here. Time to go deeper. Let's go to the moon. Um, but yeah, so just how much I have to learn and how humbled I truly am to be in a place of leadership and to be a way shower. Yeah. Mm, I love those answers. And as your bestie, um, I can say both for Madison and Hannah, like the, for those of you listening, like those things are so true about these women. Like I'm so honored to be friends and business partners with two people who do the work and are not just, you know, hanging out in spiritual face groups all day, being, you know, love and light, spiritual bypassing. Like they're really, really, really the real deal. Um, so thank you so much for your authentic answers. I will give my answers, Briefly, briefly, briefly. Um, so what is uh, the way that I feel most naked at the soul level? Um, that is definitely being revealed in my relationship with God. 
Um, in a previous episode, I talked about redefining my faith and how much that has meant to me and, um, and how much that has been a part of my getting naked journey and even the birth of this podcast. And the fact that I'm not afraid to talk about my relationship with God and how um, all-encompassing that, that feeling is over my life. And so when I feel um, tapped into source energy, the, the true soul, the eternal soul that I really am, that's when I feel the most naked. And I just let go of those identities, you know, even being co-founders of Inner Bloom. That's a role that, I'm, that my soul is expressing through and I'm getting to express my dharma in so many ways um, in this beautiful world, online world that we live in and that I can take advantage of. I'm so honored that I can play multiple roles like that. Um, but it, in the end, uh, my eternal soul is the only real thing here. And so that's, that's truly with my relationship uh, with my godlike self. And if I had to choose one daily practice for the rest of my life, what could I stick with and never get bored of? It would have to be journaling, writing. That is the favorite that I put in the activation packet. Um, because I, I just feel that when I learned how to intuitively journal as a practice, I started the communication lines with my intuition and with my true self. Um, I mean, I can also see my ego on the page as well when I write. It's okay. It's there. Um, but I can, I can really choose to have a two-way correspondence. And that feels so good. I could do that every single day. And sometimes I just write my freaking hand off. Like, I just can't write anymore. <laughs> I could never get bored of that. And one thing I've learned about myself in 2020 already uh, would probably be that I am responsible for every single thing in my life. And there's no way to escape that. Every good thing that is happening in my life is happening because I am changing and I am evolving and growing and blooming. And every struggle that is happening is because I have created um, the energy that that deserves to feel and experience and participate in these kinds of experiences, even if they're difficult, um, even on the global scene, even with the, um, with the coronavirus and the pandemic going on right now, um, every single thing that is happening to me, I am responsible for. And seeing my part in all of that has liberated me and empowered me, uh, not to where I feel helpless. I think I, I think before I discovered my true power in, in my soul, I kind of had this like, okay, but I can fix, not fix, but I can do everything within my own four walls and within my own heart. But like really then the whole world can go on as it, as it may. And I didn't feel that I was really connected to the energy of the collective. And uh, that has proven to be very untrue. I'm so happy about it. Um, it definitely has changed things for me in a sense of, um, yeah, a, a responsibility to do the inner work, not just for myself, but for the energetics of the collective. It is so important. Um, and many people listening to this right now are doing the inner work. And I just wanna say congratulations. It is truly transmuting the things that we need to transmute at this time. Okay, so now let's dig a little deeper. I would love to have some open conversation 
um, between the three of us about our community inner bloom. So when we started inner bloom, it started out as an idea because we did have that face to face connection with each other that allowed us to open up, um, really flower and dig down with some really strong roots in, okay, what is true? What do I believe to be true? How do I see myself in the world with friends, in romantic partnerships, and, and just by myself in, in this terrestrial experience? Um, and that has turned into an online community that we now run. And even now filming this podcast, we are um, in three different houses. Hannah and I are in Guatemala and Madison is in Mexico. And wherever we go, uh, wherever our sisters are throughout the world, we have sisters in Australia and Europe and Canada and, um, and Central and South America and the US as well. And so wherever we go and wherever our sisters are, we will still have that that ability to help each other in the blooming process. Um, Madison probably has some awesome permaculture references to give us that it truly is the whole health of the garden that, that allows each individual plant um, to, to successfully bloom. And so I'd love to kind of center our discussion around that today and around having a business, a three person business um, leading a community during these very uh, ever-changing times um, and all of that jazz. So my first question to open up the conversation and then we can kind of casually take it from there is, um, you know, what was the own magic that was revealed to you in your inner bloom journey? And what does, what does the word inner bloom even mean in your own situation? And how did you go through that? Um, I mean, for me, inner bloom is, although we're talking about blooming, it isn't actually blooming into anything. It's becoming rather what we always, always have been. Um, but things along the way just cover us up and it's about coming home. For me, the inner bloom process is really about coming home to our truth, the truth that is within us. Um, I mean, I think everybody is on an inner bloom process. From the moment they're born although they're born very very pure and then things get forgotten and then it's about blooming back into what you were at the very start of it all um for me probably i've been on on a dedicated blooming path i would say since 2012 um and I mean, a lot of people will say this, but when you start it, it's kind of like a snowball and it starts slowly and then gets bigger and gets more and more momentum and it just doesn't stop going. And once you start down that path, there is no stopping. And it's beautiful and wonderful. And it's also hard as well. There are bits where we can't deny. There are bits where lots of emotions come out, lots of stuff we've covered come out and it isn't all the beauty flowers and everything of this blooming process it's hard work and anybody who is on this earth to bloom in this incarnation you are such a brave soul this is not work for everyone this is real real soul work and a brave brave soul that has come here to get rid of all that rubbish and bloom into who you are get rid of all the dirt all the dust covering you up and reveal your truth that is there and through doing that you don't even have to be talking about it to other people just by you moving more into your truth, standing more in your truth, 
you other people will pick up on that and other people will start to start to also start their own journey because they are just it's just like magic it's like your energy just sparkles out and touches those of others around you and then they also start on their journey perhaps it is because everyone in our reality is affected by everything we do within because it is all us after all right um but yeah that's a little bit about my inner bloom process and i have to say since actually since we did actually create inner bloom as the community my own personal inner bloom has really skyrocketed especially after the inner shift that we did at the start of the year that was massive 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 for me um really my my inner shift was to step into my power more and again i believe this is the inner bloom process the power that we have within that we are that true pure state of energy that we truly are that is where our power is and it is absolutely magical. And I really feel in a bloom, the community, our sisters, you two, all of our sisters, all of the support, all of the ceremonies we do, all of the women's circles, all of even the packages that we create, the monthly packets, even those are taking me deeper and deeper into my own in a bloom. Um, yeah, incredible. Difficult, beautiful, magical journey. I'd love to ask you more about um, your journey since 2012. And I know that um, now it being 2020, obviously I couldn't even possibly ask you, you could probably write a book, <laughs> but just briefly, can you let my audience know what you've been through personally, um, you know, moving to Guatemala and then really deepening your, your practices and some of the things you've been through, some of the things you've been shown by having a partner that is really uh, a person that you have a soul contract with that you are, uh, that you're using, not using, you're experiencing such an, a deep amount of growth from. I'd, I'd love to just hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. It's um, a huge thing, the blooming process. Well, it started around 2012. Um, I can't, <laughs> That I think it was meditating that came first, but it just kind of came up into my life. It was something that was happening. Um, I around this time as well, a lot of stuff was coming up for me. I was actually having um, CBT therapy at the time, so dealing a lot with my thought patterns anyway that were going on, um, and I was really coming to understand at this point in my life how our thoughts create so much. At that point, I wasn't understanding that I was creating my reality. But I was then understanding that my thoughts were creating my feelings and my emotions and how I was feeling. So I did, for a lot of my teenage years and early 20s, I had a very hard time with depression and anxiety. So that was kind of what kick-started it, I guess, in a way, because I started to meditate, because I started to want to quieten down and I wanted to start to look at my thoughts. Not at that point meditating to enter a void, it was meditating to be aware of my thoughts, be conscious of the thoughts I was having that were creating these motions that were negative, I guess we would say, feelings within me. So that's how it kind of started. And it, it just, it became a bigger and bigger thing. It, it's very hard to talk about right now, but I, well, not to talk about, but to put it into words, I, a lot of this stuff is all from the formless and we try and put it into words and they're just like signposts. They're just giving a little bit of an idea of what is experienced, but it is from the formless. The inner bloom process is 
from the formless world rather than our world of form. Um, I So I, this all started out and things started to change within me because I did start to just go deeper within me and I guess everything was meant to happen as it did. I would have times where I'd be laid on my bed um, and this was at the very, very start of my journey and I would be downloading information I had no idea about, about vibration and energy and all of this stuff would be coming to me and I thought I was losing my mind. I thought I was literally going crazy because none of this made sense with anything that I knew about, any conversations I had. It was just, yeah, very, very intense times um, that happened during that period that were very hard. And that then created a new problem for me because I had no one to turn to or talk to about the experiences that I was having at this time. Um, I did try to talk to people at first because anyone that's experienced a download of information, when you suddenly see a new perspective on life and have a new understanding and everything just resonates as so, so true, you forget that other people don't experience that as being the truth. And so you may try and speak about it because you just accept it's true. It is so true. You've seen it, you felt it, you know it, and you try and tell someone else and they look at you like, oh my gosh, <laughs> call the hospital now. So I quickly kind of realized to, to not talk about it, but that did create a very, very lonely time for me. Um, at this time, I was working as a teacher. I had, um, yeah, I was doing well, had a profession. The, the end of that year, I think it was the end of that year, I bought a house as well. So I was very much in that world of things, bought a house with my partner, was teaching. And then... Um, and this is in England, sorry, right? This was in England, sorry, yeah, this was all in England. Um, and then I just, like I say, this journey developed within quite a short period of time, really, once I got into the meditation and I, I started doing yoga as well and was just really going inwards. And I had some really crazy experiences for no one of a better word. They were, yeah, very, very, very not from this kind of world, the experiences I had. And, um, I actually then just decided that no longer did I want this life that I was going on. I needed to go on a different path. And that path was one in me to more of this truth. I had seen a glimmer of the truth. And I suddenly realized that everything I had been believing in my life was not true. None of that mattered. Nothing, none of the conversations I was having generally with people, the things I was doing at the weekend, none of that mattered me going to work every day and making this money for this house that I had bought it didn't actually mean anything to the truth I had had a glimmer of so I within yeah a year I think after this all happened like I say dates were so so confuddled now but yeah I think a year after that I quit my job I broke up with my boyfriend I still owned the house at this point and I went to Gran Canaria and I spent more or less a year there. And it was in that time that I met some amazing people. The universe really put people on my path. I was meant to go there. That was all part of it. And I met some really amazing people that showed me that these things that I was thinking that had just come to me, they weren't me losing my mind. This was the truth. And they knew the truth as well. And they had lots of resources to share with me. Um, so I, I got passed on lots of books. I had lots of one-on-one -on -one sessions with these people that I met out there. Um, really really magical and I knew then that yeah I wasn't losing my mind although it sometimes still felt like it this was the truth and I continued on that path um 
I came back, it was very hard trying to get back into society again in the UK um, because I was still having these very out of body kind of experiences. And in the end, I left again and I went to Central America and I gave up everything, sold my house. I've been back to the UK a few times since, but I've got rid of most of my stuff out there now. Um, sold my house, like I said, and I'm here now just really day by day creating the life of my dreams. And it's funny when I originally quit my job all those years ago now, and people jokingly said to me, what's your plan? So what are you going to do? Oh, sorry. They didn't jokingly said, they asked me, what are you going to do? And I jokingly replied, I'm going to create a life where every day I spend it in yoga and meditation, because this was at the start of my path. And I really was like, yeah, I want to do this all the time. And now that is really my life. You know, I wake up in the morning, I do teach online. And then I spend the day just my practice and my biggest, biggest project is my connection with God, is my connection to my true self. And I'm sure some people would maybe look and think from the outside, it looks like doing nothing, just sat in the garden all day. <laughs> but yeah, this is my biggest project. Um, my life's mission is just to go to this, yeah, turn in and really turn in on your own consciousness. And it's like consciousness looks back on itself and it's like, wow, we're here. And just before we um, ask Madison to, to tell us about her journey as well, can you just go into a little bit um, briefly about how much you've grown since living with your new partner and not never, ever, ever backing down from the reflection that he is providing you? Well, I've, I think everyone in our life is a reflection of who we are and what we are dealing with, what we are healing within, everyone was there as part of a soul contract. And definitely my relationship that I'm in now is a massive, massive soul contract. It has brought us both to our knees, <laughs> uh, to say the least. And it's that when you see in another person so clearly, we are, we are so conditioned, I guess, in society to judge other people and to always see that separation and see that somebody is treating us in a way. Um, but actually it is all happening as a perfect divine reflection of ourselves leading us home. And if you can move your perspective, which is what I have really done within this relationship, move my perspective from not just seeing through my eyes as Hannah, as this human person here, actually trying to come back and see what is the greater lesson here what is being reflected to me what is triggering me in this person in this reaction that is triggering me because I have it within me what is it that is being shown to me right here and actually I was pulling cards on yesterday on our relationship and that was the the you know the thing that just always comes up that this is so much learning look how much you have grown look my my journey since being here in this relationship, I have gone so much deeper within myself and uncovering more and more of my truth and getting more lighter. And as I do that, my relationship is getting so much more beautiful and so much more wonderful because as I am clearing this stuff out of me, I'm clearing it from all of my reality. Everything around me is also clearing. Um, but yeah, it's definitely this relationship has not always been easy. But that is why I know it has been one of the biggest lessons of my whole life leading me home. Beautiful. Thank you so much for speaking on that and for letting us go back in time with you a little bit through your journey. Like I said, we all could probably write a book on since we've started on this inner bloom path. So just thank you for 
for allowing our Get Naked audience to dive into your world a little bit. And I know there are lots of people um, who are in relationships, who are discovering themselves as a soul and are navigating now what that relationship is um, is in terms of their own inner bloom process. And I think it's it's so honorable for not backing down, not leaving the the hard situations. And like you said, pointing the finger inwards always and saying, okay, what can I clear out of myself that is blocking us from having this peace, this this unconditional love? What what is in me that is allowing and maybe even instigating all everything that is being reflected back to me in this in this other person. Um, and I know we're gonna get into soul contracts and shadow work um, in our uh, in the inner bloom sisterhood a little bit later on in this year and i can't wait to share some information that i have learned about soul contracts um, from the work of um, caroline mace and you know she says that it it truly is all of the shadow archetypes that live within us um, getting a chance to play out like a movie in front of us like, oh, there you are. <laughs> and um, every time that I talk to you, Hannah, about what you're going through in your relationship or just on your own path, um, you really do always own up to your own darkness and your own, um, your own barriers to unconditional love. And I just think that that is the path. And that is, that is in everyone's future, whether we like it or not. When we have committed, like you said, from birth, when we've committed to uncovering our truth and our pure, our purity and our, our godlike selves. Um, it ain't a path of sunshine and rainbows. Like we, if we back down at those moments, um, we, we do not get to the other side. Um, and we just keep believing in the illusion, right? And that, oh, it's their fault. It's, they're doing this to me. They're not allowing me to grow. They're holding me back. Um, and so, yeah, really thank you. Thank you for going into that a little bit. Um, Madison, I'd love to hear what does inner bloom mean to you as a process and as, as a word that we've coined? Um, and how has that grown in your own life um, in recent years? Hmm, inner bloom. Oh my, it's an experience, right? I guess inner bloom to me truly feels like a big, yes to yourself the yes that you are able to show up you're worthy to show up for your highest self to lean in to your highest power to rather rid yourself of this self-criticism that many of us find ourselves with and um i know i for one used to before we started inner bloom i was like oh i'm not this enough, this enough before, like, who's going to listen to me? And I'm not, and it's like, you're just saying these all limiting beliefs and Taylor through the inner shift challenge, we had a limiting belief exercise that she um, constructed for us. That was so powerful. It was rewriting our limiting beliefs and like, just cr like writing out the limiting belief we have. And when you see it right in front of you, you're like, am I, I really think this about myself wow and it's like deeply and it's like you start writing one and maybe it's surface level and then when you have a full page of these you go down and you're like some of these are really deep and then just crossing them out and rewriting them was such a powerful practice so thank you again for that um 
Wow. Yeah. Inner blooming is all about just always staying committed to, to growth. It's a growth mindset. It's quite literally blooming. It's something like as a seed that we've planted. The seed has everything. Here we go with the permaculture analogy. No, a gardening analogy. Um, the seed has everything it needs for its whole life cycle within the seed. And once it starts to bloom, things expand and stretch out and take up space, right? But everything is always there. Sometimes they get buried down in the roots. And so it's, re, it's bringing the, what's in the roots to the leaves in the fruitation process and really allowing the nutrients to flow through our bodies and to express, to express the parts of us that society perhaps or other paradigms that we have taken on as our own, which are not ours because our truest self is really, it's, it's pure, it's innocent. Like I just think of a childlike attitude. Um, it's a beginner's mindset. It's having that pure innocence, that neutral curiosity, just of wondering. You know, you see a, a child at the age of, I don't know what, two or three, they're asking why, 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 why? And you're just like, because it is how it is eventually, because you don't have an answer for some things. And it's finding that peace and not needing the answer and knowing that everything unfolds in its own time and trusting, trusting and surrendering and feeling into your heart space and connecting it with the mind, connecting the heart space with the mind because there's this beautiful neural pathway through both our heart and our mind. And when we have, we're in flow and we're in harmony, then we're able to just, you know, take a breath, like place our hands on our heart and and just see how that feels for a moment. And maybe it comes right away. And maybe you have to have a couple days of really sinking into this or maybe longer. You know, it just depends on each and every one of our designs as humans, as whatever, wherever we're at in our process. We're all in our own unique, beautiful process. Like something that we shared early on was a photo of, it was a beautiful artwork rather, um, bunch of different flowers and there was a seed and like all these one was full there was a flower that's fully bloomed there was a seed there was a sprout and it's like we're all different flowers like we all need our own time like we all bloom at different times and there's one is not better than the other a flower blooms regardless and so it's like we're all taking our own time and just you know being committed to not being right because if we're seeking for someone to be right or wrong then who is really right or wrong right <laughs> right <laughs> but it's it's the truth it's like how can what is this teaching me in the moment and before we respond with anything whether it be an action a word a whatever it be we take a moment and we just take a breath and step back and say how do i feel about this in this masculine dominated society there's all this thinking going doing like acting right now and it's that's something that i really had to check in and remind i, I still have to remind myself like it's okay it's the power of the pause take a moment and be like I need a moment to, or rather I require a moment before I can respond. And like, maybe that feels weird coming out of your mouth and maybe you word it a different way, but we're all entitled to have a moment before we respond to anything.
you know, you don't have to respond to that snap trigger attitude. Um, once I have allowed myself that moment to just breathe and reconnect with my highest self, which is love, which is how would love respond in this moment is something that I really have resonated with that a teacher has shared and just how would love respond and just, you know, it's love is not this fluffy construct of roses and chocolate hearts, Valentine's day, whatever. Love can be an expression of material things. Sure. But it's so much deeper. It's the highest vibration rather deeper. It's higher. It's the highest vibration we're able to attain. It's this, surrender love has no boundaries love is limitless and it doesn't mean that we're enabling because love can be firm love can be love can be love has boundaries like boundaries meaning that we love saying that like for example i have a boundary about something that doesn't feel like it resonates for example someone's taking advantage in whatever situation and love i can still lovingly respond in that and say you know Thank you, but that's not for me. And that's with love and saying it with the love action, you know, not literally putting the boundary on this. It's rather, it's a personal, what feels right to me and how can I respectfully just say, okay, thank you. Thank you for the lesson. I'm seeing this about like, I've manifested this into my reality for some reason so that I can respond in this way. And so, Wow, yeah, it's hard to find a short <laughs> expression of what the inner blooming process is because it's years and years and the lifetime, a lifetime, lifetimes with an S here, plural, <laughs> of experiencing and learning, always being a student and always staying committed to growing. Yeah, I'd love to ask you, how has stepping up into this role as a leader of inner bloom since... October or November of November of 2019 is when we officially launched. So it's been what six months. Yeah. How has the last six months of really stepping into your own inner bloom and allowing yourself to be a leader of and an encourager and a supporter of other women's inner blooming process? How has that been a true act of self love to yourself, Madison? What a beautiful question. <laughs> um, wow. So at the beginning, I won't, I won't have, I won't beat around the bush about this, I guess, but I was very hesitant because I was like, like I said, with these limiting beliefs of who am I to do this and blah, blah, blah. And you know, it, we started this whole sisterhood with, with when we planted the seed of just having women's circles together, you know, uh, I, I really have always wanted to facilitate, or I wanted to go rather to women's circles, but there was none when we were all living in Antigua together, there wasn't any that were really happening. So I was like, well, it's not fair. Let's start it. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I, how scary just to start something. And I've no, I haven't even been to that many. And I was like, okay, what's the, what's not scary. I'm like, message my friends, see if they're down to get together, drink some cacao and chat and just let it flow and having that time that's really where this whole inner bloom like seed as the business as the rather the coin term feels like it begins for me 
um, of course the process was many, many years before this, but where it really, where I really started to fully start flowering, I guess, because I was starting to say yes to myself. I was starting to allow myself to show up and allow myself to feel that worth of being able to facilitate a space without feeling whatever. And so, especially since we started the sisterhood, um, officially launching, so many limiting beliefs have been just away from, like they just have been like with the months and with the time, the days, the moments, whatever, time is a human construct. Don't get me started, girls. <laughs> but once, once we've been flowing with this, I just feel so much, like I feel more accountability to show up for myself, for myself so that the fruitation can nourish those around me so that I'm able to really feel authentic as a way shower. And man, it's been, it's, it's been such a great accountability tool. Like some days, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like, I just don't feel like sh I'm like in my bed, had a late night of whatever the full moon last night, for example, the full moon was like full fledged. I had maybe too much cacao <laughs> and then it went through the afternoon and I just was like up late. And then this morning, um, I'm committed to having medit or to practicing meditation first thing in the morning. And I was just like, oh, maybe I'll just sleep a bit more. And I just kind of rolled over. And then I was like, there's just not even a voice, but this energy through me that was like, for who? And it was just like, you're going to, there's not even a word to explain what it was. It was just like this energy jolt to just get me out of bed and be like, nope. <laughs> and so got out, got my cushion and, completed my morning meditation and it's just it's that accountability that has really has really been so inspiring um not to get to any goal I just said completed meditation but it's not about the completion um when it came when it came out it felt like almost like that's not it's not about what we're seeking for it's um I've been really listening to a lot of spiritual teachers and for many years, but one that's really resonated with me lately is Muji. And Muji just had, like I listened to one of his phrases that was, was through a meditation or something. I shared it in the sisterhood, I believe. Um, but it was just be empty and see what happens. And that was, that was it. And it's so simple. And it's like, we as humans, we like to complicate everything everything searching for the why how and but it's not how i expected it. it's expectations that really hold us back and so when we just limit ourselves of these rather free ourselves cut them off of our wings and it's like their weights just attached to us of just these expectations of how something should be get rid of the word should just do or don't do it right it's like i should do this it's like just do it like or don't do it and that's completely okay. Both are, both are valid. And, you know, it's, it's like, oh, I should meditate more. I should go for more walks. It's like, once we limit these expectations of ourselves, of others, of my meditation practice, for example, of, oh, I'm going to, like, who knows what shallow beliefs were, are, were going on when I first sat on my cushion. 
man, I don't even want to admit that. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to become some spiritual guru. Ram Das incarnated now. Rest, rest in peace, Ram Das. I don't mean to be laughing about this, but I'm just being ridiculous about like, who knows what these like unconscious, like I'm going to sit here, really erect spine. And it's like, oh, this is uncomfortable. My neck hurts. Oh, why is nothing happening? And it's like, you go through this like challenge and I'm still challenged. I have a daily practice that's gone on for years. And since we started everything, I have actually showed up for myself every day on my mat because I, it's, I feel this accountability from God, from source, from the universe, whatever you call it. It's this, like this energy that I feel called to show up and be authentic. And it's like, rather than limiting myself of this or saying that I'm not authentic, how can I be authentic? And how can I really just show up for myself, not for anyone else, for myself, so that I feel divinely guided in leading others, rather grabbing the hands of others and walking with them. You know, I'm not, I'm not pushing people in front of me. I'm not pushing people behind me. I'm saying, let's rise. Like we do not, like a candle, like this is a beautiful teaching. It's like a candle does not lose its flame by lighting the candles of others. Rather, it gets brighter the light that's created around you is just shining so much brighter rather than just being like, I'm the only candle, follow me. It's like, or we could all just be this ignite, ignite the flames of everyone in our lives so that we, you know, the, we're here together, hand and hearts. And it's, yeah. So Beautiful. I could go on about this forever, you know? Beautiful. <laughs> well, I love that. And, and I love how you're really making me think about um, about other things that I'd love to to discuss and to make very clear for my audience. Um, so one thing before we wrap up that just going off of what, what you had said um, that I'd really like to touch on is becoming your true self and what that really means. How do you know what's authentic? If you're living a life of shoulds, uh, that's really hard to, to know. And maybe it's it's not feeling, it's feeling out of reach for a lot of people. And so I'd love to um, talk to both of you as, as kind of our last subject here, our topic of discussion on what being your true self has allowed or has um, changed about your life. Because I think you touched on it perfectly, Madison, like your own commitment to yourself has really stepped up every single day because you stepped into your power as an, an online businesswoman leading Inner Bloom Sisterhood with us. And Hannah, I know as well, you've had such a similar experience as you touched on before, just allowing yourself to reach for the stars um, has brought something out in you that is really your true self that may have been limited, quieted, muted, diluted before. And I don't think it's the easiest um, I don't think it's the easiest action to take to step up to a potential that you haven't realized for yourself yet. Maybe, maybe you can't even visualize it truly yet. Um, but when we get those opportunities or when we feel those calls, especially, I talk about this a lot, the, the call of the soul, right? Knocking on the door. Eventually they, the knocks get really loud. And I know probably people listening to this have felt those knocks. And especially during this time, 
as you said, like that powerful pause. I think we're going through a global pause right now and uh, checking in. How do I feel about this? What have I not done yet in my life that is absolutely, um, you know, extinguishing my fire on a daily basis by not allowing myself the permission to do that? I talk in the intro of this podcast about signing your own freaking permission slip. Just do it. Just become your truest self. And so in this time of reflection that a lot of us are going through, if someone is feeling like they know there's a project to be started, they know there's a daily practice to be started, they know there's a relationship to end or begin, or they know that there's a part of themselves that they've been denying, like an identity or a role that would feel really good to step into, like a sexual preference. I know a lot of, a lot of people um, go through that. And as people who are around us three just feel like they can just say what they want to say and be who they want to be. And, and I think that is so beautiful. Um, maybe also some people right now are losing their jobs and I've received messages like, I think this is just my kick in the pants to finally do what I want to do. And I'm like, ding, 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 you got it. Nail on the head. That is absolutely it. So whatever someone's going through, or if it's simply the call to go inwards, um, Hannah, what do you think what would be your piece of advice if there's just that, that knowing that I'm meant for something more? Um, and what has that done for your own life to actually answer that call? Um, well, I think the first thing is enjoy every single moment of the journey. Instead of, I think we're, we're so, you know, like, I mean, us three ourselves, we're still not fully there we are still working ourselves right we are still working through everything working through all of that healing still through our shadow parts and I think the most important thing of ever being on an inner bloom journey journey to your true self is enjoy every moment of it enjoy the very beginning part where you do feel clouded and you do feel like maybe you're still in the wrong bit but still celebrate that you're waking up and you're realizing that there is a another step for you to take and enjoy every single step of the moment because the whole time we are our true self that's the thing we have to remember it's not reaching something outside of us we are uncovering what is within us and if you have that calling if you know there is something more real than what you're experiencing now that maybe the things that you are experiencing in your life perhaps there is chaos perhaps it feels like things are crumbling down perhaps it feels like at every corner you're kind of reaching a block and this is telling you to turn inwards or to to do that thing that you've been putting off that step that you need to go in that other direction just do it and yeah just do it and keep going but don't be looking for an outcome. Don't have any expectations about what it's going to be, how it's going to feel. Let all expectations go. That's the other thing I think, just let go. Really learn that practice of letting go, not holding on, not, not the, it's the expectations when we, we expect a particular outcome and we are constantly trying to journey towards that outcome, but then we are on the journey and we're not here actually enjoying the journey. We are just rushing through it if you know what I mean and again then we get to this supposed outcome and it's nothing like we expected and then we're going to suffer because this isn't how we thought it would be we have to let go enjoy each moment and just do it just go just even you know and that's the thing as well even if you look around and maybe people are excelling in all the areas and it's really easy for them don't be discouraged don't be disheartened 
And it is the most wonderful gift you can give yourself. I say this over and over again. It is the most wonderful gift. And even though we've said there are parts that are really hard and you have to, you do have to look at yourself in a mirror. You have to look at yourself and you have to accept, you know, yeah, I'm not an angel at all. There are lots of parts within me that I need to embrace and need to look at. I need to hold in the light and shine the light on it. And I need to release them. I need to remove those limiting beliefs as Madison spoke about so beautifully earlier, looking at those limiting beliefs, why we have them there. But the deeper you remove those limiting beliefs, the deeper you go behind your fears, and no matter how you are taking that journey to your inner self, whatever journey you are going on, how it's going to look for you, because it is different for all of us, it's going to look different, feel different, whether you are doing it through yoga, dancing, creating, whatever is connecting you with your true self, removing those limiting beliefs, removing everything that's been holding you down, doing that work and looking at yourself, what is going to come out of it is the most beautiful life you can imagine. Um, just don't give up on the journey. As we've said, it isn't going to be easy. There are hard bits. You have to look at yourself. You have to look at the dark side. You're going to be embracing it. You're going to be looking at those limiting beliefs that you've had that are holding you back. Where are they coming from? What is the fear behind it? And you're getting rid of it all. And although there are parts of the journey that are difficult, there is not one of us that on the journey would ever go back to the old way of life because once you start to release that stuff, once you start to move forward and get closer to your truth, and remember it's every step of the journey, it's not about that final, final point because when do we even get there? It's each part of it, removing that dust, revealing your true self. And as you do that, as you release everything which is which is within you and that is limiting you right now, stopping you from being who you truly are within. Once you release all that, your whole world around you also upgrades. As you remove that stuff, everything in your environment upgrades. And it's the same coming back to the reflection thing that we see reflections in other people of what we are working within us. And you will start to see as you go on your journey, enjoying every single moment of it, each day you will look at your environment and you will see it being reflected back to you, the work that you're doing, the journey that you're on, however that looks for you, because it is going to be different. The journey, whatever takes you to yourself. For me, it's meditating and yoga, but for someone else, it's dancing or artwork or writing, singing, being out in nature, whatever it is that ignites you to connect with your true self, keep doing it. Don't give up. Stay with each moment. Let go of expectations and just watch your whole world, everything upgrade around you. Thank you, Coach Hannah. <laughs> She's always encouraging us to just do the work. And um, if you're thinking of joining Inner Bloom Sisterhood, you get a piece of Hannah always encouraging us and, and making us unafraid of whatever the unknown in the future looks like for us. Um, she's such an incredible leader. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with us and giving us that, that kick in the pants. Madison, what would your one piece of advice be for someone who, who feels that call to become their truest self? like excuse me while I wipe away my tears right now like <laughs> I'm such a Pisces <laughs> my one piece of advice oh gosh I guess it's just show up for you 
it's time. What even is time? It's the now moment. It's now, it's here and it's now. And just what's holding you back from starting right now in this moment? What is, whatever, if you give a laundry list of reasons, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. There's one action, one gesture that we can all do in every moment to just show up for ourselves. And whether it's staying committed to a daily practice, which we highly recommend, or, or and rather, um, responding more consciously and taking moments to just speak slowly, more mindfully, allow your body to move. A lot of these days, a lot of us are working behind a desk and hunched over and find our bodies really rigid and uncomfortable and rolling the shoulders back and letting your chest open. I'm laughing because the girls are all doing it right now. <laughs> and uh, you'll, you'll soon know that I am the movement queen. I'm always like, let's talk with expression, ladies. <laughs> and um, it's just letting yourself flow and feel and be in touch and knowing that it's going to look different every day. It's going to be hard some days, be easy some days, feel like it's, feel neutral some days. You know, it's, it's different every day. And every moment is different. Sometimes you're feeling really, I, like I myself, I flow through emotions. Like uh, I'm from Seattle originally, and they, they say you can experience all four seasons in one day. And I feel like that with my emotions sometimes. I'm like all over the place, but it's just letting myself feel them and being like, this is hard. And being like, Wah! and just really into that and feeling that resistance and then being like, oh, this is difficult. And sitting in it and sitting in that emotion and uncovering, rather wiping away the mirror, what is this showing me about myself that I am perhaps ready at this moment to release the grip that it has on me and always staying committed to growing you know it's some days maybe there was a lot of things happening we feel ready to go and soar and and some days maybe we're just halted a bit and we're just kind of we're chilling we're more more neutral more tranquilo more chill um but it's always it's worth it it's always worth it. It's always worth it. I wouldn't go back for a single moment. You know, as Hannah said, it, started, it gave me a tear literally to my eyes. It's like, we wouldn't go back. And I'm like, man, I don't even look back anymore at that time because it's like, all we're going is forward. And like, I just feel so called to, just talk, called to this unknown, like embracing the unknown and saying, I don't know what's gonna happen. And that just opens up a door of limitless opportunities and saying yes to what feels like a, excuse my language, a fuck yes. Like, but what feels like that deep yes to you is, is absolutely your yes. And being able to distinguish what is a yes from my highest self and what is a yes from old patterns that's kind of like yes this is safe and yes this is what I need to do and you're like oh I'm scared though a lot of the time 
that fear is from the unknown or the fear of not being able to expect what will happen and how beautiful it is to just release yourself from expectations and you know from solo traveling by myself and literally buying a one-way ticket and being like i'm gonna go here and having everyone ask me where are you gonna stay what are you gonna do how are you gonna blah 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 blah, blah. i was just like i don't know and they're like looked at me like from their cushy job and you know i had that life and i was like this i this doesn't feel like a fuck yes to me this feels like a mm. and so i was like i'm gonna go and i'm gonna let it flow let it go let it flow and it, I love that. i'm i'm just so grateful and i just want to for everyone listening to this just know that whatever it looks like for you is unique and exactly as it's meant to be through the ups the downs the plateaus stay committed to yourself mm-hmm. yeah beautiful beautiful and for those of you listening who want to get inside inner bloom and witness madison and all of her expression and all of her encouraging us um to go through the emotions um, i think madison you just lead so beautifully by example just allowing allowing period <laughs> allowing releasing um and that is really what what the inner bloom journey is all about is that unknown and allowing ourselves to be fully loved and fully expressed in all of those phases um in all of those chapters can be moment by moment as you said can be day by day but oftentimes multiple moments in in the day um and so thank you so much ladies for coming on we do want to express that we have opening spots for sisters in the inner bloom sisterhood and we'd love for anyone who does feel that call to go inward and and step into their power step into this kind of unknown path that that has been tingling in your heart for a really long time we'd love to serve you we'd love to create space for you to to grow and bloom into whatever you want to be however you want to express yourself and however you want to feel on this journey that that's really our mission is to help you nourish and grow your own inner bloom and um and really reveal the uniqueness in each and every one of us it's such a cool community that we have where we're all weaving threads in this big tapestry um every single one of us has different goals and different past patterns different um uh, things to shed and and definitely different potentials that we can latch onto and create in our realities by leaning on each other and showing up for each other so we'd love to to just extend that invite i will put the link in the show notes and you always start with a 7 day free trial so that you can fully find out if this is a good fit to you um and thank you so much ladies i'm so excited to have you on the podcast again in a couple of weeks and we'll get into more tips and tricks on um how we actually navigate our daily lives our daily practices our relationships our own bs that we tend to um find discover in the soil of our garden like every single day more bs to release and and work through so we'll be giving um more of our wisdom and really practical tips on the next episode so i can't wait thank you so much for coming um and thank you so much for listening dear audience uh, we really appreciate you listening to our life stories and listening to our wisdom 
um, you taking the time out of your day to listen to us in your car or from your phone or in your radio, just in your house when you're on quarantine. We really, uh, we don't take that for granted because there's a lot of options for you out there of content. So thank you so much for being a part of this experience. I'll see you on the next episode. If you love this podcast and you're so into the content that I am pumping out on every episode, I have such good news for you. You can ask me a question and I will answer it in our naked advice section of this podcast. You might even inspire a whole episode dedicated to answering your question. So I'll tell you what to do. You can do it right on your phone right now hit subscribe to this podcast, and then go leave a five-star review. Take a screenshot of that review and email it to taylor at remotelikeme.com. That's taylor at remotelikeme.com. We will get back to you with a chance to ask your question on this podcast. And you're damn right, I will give you some naked advice.